Hello, hello, friends. So today's episode is going to be about addiction. So I wanted to put that out there for those that that may trigger and may want to skip this episode and just mark it as played and come back later. And I also wanted, because of that, to put out some resources for those that may be struggling with that or who knows someone that is struggling with that. So one of the things um, that I found was rehab.sobrietyoptions.com and also 1-800-662-4357. It's 1-800-662-HELP. And that is a referral slash resource helpline. They have Spanish and English and they are available 24-7. There also is um, S-A-M-H-S-A-S and that is in all caps NATION HELPLINE and um, that is a website to be able to get help as well. And if you or someone you know needs mental health help um, definitely check out better help or talk space they are online resources or if you need something locally findhelp.org is a great place to just put in your zip code and find local resources um, again the number to call if you or someone you know is struggling is 1-800-662-4357 one help Let's dive into the episode and I hope that this finds you well and for those that may be struggling that it can give you some encouragement and those that do not struggle with this that it gives you some perspective and education on something that is a huge um, issue and struggle for a lot of people. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Beautiful Legacy Podcast. I am your host, Gail Gagnon, and today we have a special guest, Savannah, who is a friend of mine. She is also a part of the ministry groups, and um, I'm so glad to have her on the episode. So, Savannah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yes, ma'am. I am happily married to my husband of... It'll be five years in October. Um, We have our own little family with our lovely fur baby we adopted when he was one. And I'm a daycare teacher and I have a passion for children. And I'm finishing up my CDA and we'll be taking my exam in a couple weeks as well. That's awesome. And for those that don't know, what is a CDA? It is a Childhood Development Associate's degree. That's so awesome. How many years was that degree? Um, so it, I do it through my work. It's like a program I can actually do through my work. So I've been doing it for the whole past year. It can take about six months to a year, but it's all self-paced. Mm-hmm. That's super, that's super awesome. I'm so glad that you were able to do that. Yes, it is a blessing to find a job that you can grow with. 
Yes. I know a lot of people that have gotten specific jobs because they also um, cover tuition costs and that way they can get an education while working. And even if it's not necessarily in that field, um, they're able to have at least part of their tuition um, covered, which I think is super awesome that some jobs do that. Absolutely. So as you know, and our listeners may not know, but today we are going to be talking about addiction. And um, so for you personally, how long have you been um, working on your sobriety? So I, July 4th, I hit five years clean from self-harm. That is really awesome. I am, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And what was the turning point where you realized that you needed to get help for those that may be in a situation where they're debating if they should be getting help? Um, so a little backstory would be when I was 18, I was a senior in high school. I was dropped off at a homeless shelter after a mental health situation that came up and I was not in a good place and that was kind of a rock bottom and I got to start over and basically I say learn to take nothing for granted because even though it was a hard situation I met my now husband and it's like God put him there in my life So we can help each other get through life together. That is super awesome. And I know, I believe that your husband is also a recovering addict as well. Is that correct? Yes. So um, how is that as far as negatives and positives, like keeping yourself accountable, like keeping each other accountable, I would assume would be a positive. But are there any negatives that you found being with someone who also struggles with similar things that you do? Um, I mean, every, you know, every marriage is not perfect, of course, but his is um, substance abuse, and that's never been an issue for me. So it is just, I've learned, you know, what his bigger triggers are, and he's learned what my triggers are. And it's all about finding what we can do as their spouse to support them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's really important. And I think that even though our triggers are ultimately our responsibility, I think that being able to help each other, especially a spouse, that it's really good to be able to be there and to come alongside them and try our best to give them a safe space. So that's really awesome that you have that. Absolutely. So um, as far as you mentioned that you were in a homeless shelter, so for other people that may be in that situation themselves, what are different steps that you were able to take to get out of um, the homeless shelter? Well, I know every homeless shelter is different, but for us, the shelter had a way to just have several resources through them like there was a program that was kind of all about learning how to adapt 
-hmm. and it was a shelter. The owner was Jewish, so it was all very faith-based. And I say sometimes you have to be willing to put in the work, especially in a situation like that. And if you do the steps, God will help you through it. Yes, that's awesome. Do you know of, obviously, like you said, every shelter is different, but do you know of any organizations um, that help people um, in those situations if their shelter doesn't offer different assistance? Well, I know, like, um, obviously, every city has, like, a local 211. Um, Knoxville, for anyone who's near Knoxville area, there's a place called VMC, and they did offer different resources for connection to housing and things like that. There are also several organizations called like Ladies of Charity. They would help people get clothes and even certain clothes for work interviews. Just finding those local resources that will help you give a hand up. Mm-hmm. I know that for any listener, um, one thing that I have found that I'm able to recommend to people is the website findhelp.org. Um, and you can just put in your zip code and it will bring up different local resources. So that is something that um, may be helpful for those that are listening. Um, and as far as the addiction, how does that impact your daily life um, as you I know that you're working, uh, you're in recovery, but how does it impact your daily life now? Um, well, because my struggle has to do with mental health issues. For me, mm-hmm. it was finding a good combination of medicine. Um, and, you know, even as Christians, I've learned you can't be ashamed to have medicine. Sometimes that extra help is provided through the medicine by God. He gives you those doctors. And also therapy and a lot of mindfulness, which for me is journaling. That's really awesome. Yeah, I think that that's one thing that is really sad in especially the Christian community, that it's looked down upon you if you take medication, whether it be for mental health or whether it be just for illnesses in general. And people are often shamed and told, like, you just don't have enough faith or you're not praying hard enough. And I think that that is so detrimental to people that are trying to get help because, yes, in my personal experience, in what my preference is, I do try to take natural things like there are natural things for anxiety, like stress mints or different essential oils, etc. But that doesn't always help. And it doesn't always even if it does help, it helps better in combination with medication. And I think that it's important to remember that God gave doctors the wisdom and ability to come up with the medications and create them and the resources and it's not a bad thing to get help um, whether you're a Christian or not but I know like I said especially in the Christian community it can be looked down you can be looked down upon if you get that kind of help which I think is really sad absolutely and um, so what is one thing that you wish people knew 
about addictions, whether it be what your husband deals with or what you deal with, um, that you think that a lot of people don't know or misconceptions that they may think? Um, I would say one misconception is that there's definitely always room for extra support. You know, there's a stigma that some addicts don't want that extra support. And there, you know, I feel like if you know someone who you love who is struggling with addiction, offer that support because it looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they need that whether it be closer up support or supporting from afar. Yeah, definitely. I think that asking people what they need is good, but sometimes people don't know what they need. So in those cases where people don't know what they need or may not be able to verbalize it, what are some things that you found have found helpful when people have been able to help you? Like, what have you found the most supportive um, for me, just having people who are willing to listen, even mm-hmm. in my deepest struggles. Yeah, I think that that is overlooked as well. Like just being able to be there to listen and actively listen. And even if people may not have the right words or may not have struggled with whatever the person is struggling with, I think that you can, if you actively listen, I think that that can be more helpful than even giving advice. Absolutely. And what are some things that you wish people would or wouldn't say? Uh, That's a hard one. Um, But I guess the first thing would be my husband is actually guilty of this um, because he didn't know any better. And when I first met, I first told him I was a former self-harmer. He had never actually met anybody who did it secretly and as a form of addiction and not for attention. Fortunately, he knew people who did it and weren't actually struggling. So when I first self-harmed for the first time, he cried and he realized, oh my gosh, it's not always just a connection to other people getting their attention. It's real pain if this person is suffering. Mm-hmm. So yeah, big one for me. Yeah. I think that that's a common thing with either self-harm or suicidal um, thoughts or threats as well. I think some people do do it for attention but I don't think that that's always the case and it's not the case with most people because I don't think most people would just want the attention in such a negative light exactly and um, so what would be your advice for people that are struggling with addiction um, with self-harm um what would be like your biggest advice to them? I'm assuming a lot of the members here are Christ. If you can, there is called Celebrate Recovery. 
And mm -hmm. I think having that faith-based structure for addiction has been our biggest help. It is so important accountability, but that faith behind it. Yeah, I definitely have listeners who aren't believers, but I definitely think yeah. that what you were saying was about structure, I think is really important in making sure that because some people may go to get help, whether it be in a group or whatever, and then they say, oh, well, this isn't for me after one time or go to therapy and go, this is hard. This isn't working. And you can't just give something just one time. And also, if something is hard, that doesn't mean that it's not working. Sometimes that means it is working because you're getting to some of the root causes, which can be really hard to deal with. I know when I first started going to therapy, it was really hard and emotional, but that you can't get better if you don't get worse to start with when it comes to working through emotional stuff. Absolutely. And are there any other things that you would want to share about your journey with addiction or homelessness um, with anybody that is listening? Um, I'd say, you know, don't be afraid as someone who struggles with mental health. If you are feeling unsafe and you need to go away for whether it's a two or three day hospital stay, it's okay. Sometimes that extra support with maybe changing around medicine or extra group therapy or just another time to see a professional for a couple days in a row. It's okay. And you're not less than for doing that. Yes, exactly. And if anyone around you is making you feel that way or a job is making you feel that way, it's not true. And I think that it's really important to make sure that you get the help because you can't be your best self to help other people do your job or be there for the people around you if you don't get the help first. Exactly. So um, I feel like I had another question that I am missing. I don't know. Um, so as far as social media, where can people find you? Um, I am on Facebook under Savannah Noel Chase. And I'm also on Instagram on at uh, Savannah Noel. Awesome. And because the name of the podcast is Beautiful Legacy, um, what kind of legacy do you want to leave and why? For me, I want to be somebody, especially as a daycare teacher, I want to make a difference in someone's life by just being that extra positive person and being there for people because you never know who needs it at that time and who you could help. Awesome. And what are you doing currently to make that happen? I'm doing the most by just making sure I have family and friends who always feel like they have an extra ear. And I am all about praying. If I notice someone seems a little off, I try to offer to pray for them and if they wish to talk more, if not, I'll just pray and they can, you know, if they're not ready to share with me. Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. And is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we end the episode? Um, I guess I'd say just keep fighting. Don't give up. It does get better whether you're Christian or not. There is a reason you're on this earth and there are plenty of resources. So just don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. Yes, exactly. And if you are in a place where you can't do research on resources, know that you can always look up either the ministry, Facebook, the SAC and MIC ministries um, and message us and say, hey, I am in this dark place. Can somebody help me find resources in my area? We would be happy to help you. Or if you go to beautiful underscore legacy on Instagram, I'd be happy to look up some resources as well for you. But know that as long as your heart is beating, you have a purpose and Mm -hmm. you are loved and you are priceless and you are worth it. Absolutely. I love that. And um, thanks again, Savannah, so much for being here today. I really appreciate you giving me and our listeners some of your time this morning. Um, Like I mentioned to you, this episode will air next week. So for those listening, you are probably listening on a Friday. Um, So I hope that you have a great rest of your work day for those that are listening and a great weekend. And I will talk to you all later. Yes, ma'am. You have a great day. You too.